Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in her T5. Ah, I see what you did there. You know what's Very funny? clever. Is, uh, we've been doing this for so long. I searched my notes for the discussion we had five years ago. That's a great idea. I did not do that. On turning 30 and I read the notes and I was like, wow, I was a, was a different person. I, I could not have guessed that I wrote or said any of that. So that's <laughs> fascinating. My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And oh, I need to tell you something that I'm doing that uh, I haven't told you yet. And oh, okay. It's, um, it's not that exciting, but it is exciting for me and it will be exciting for some of you so every every single week of my sheologian's life someone comments messages emails somewhere and wants me to tell them the title of the song that we played at the end of the episode this happens every single week without fail and um of course i have to go back and check myself because i don't remember so that's always fun. Um, so what I decided that I'm doing this year is I'm just going to put them all on a Spotify playlist. So oh, nice. and they're going to all be in order. So I've already started. I already have the last four songs. And if, so if you go to Spotify and you put in Sheologians 2024, all the songs are there for the year. So Now, um, instead of me having to go open my podcast player and scrub to the end of the episode to remember what song I chose, (laughs) I can just open up my playlist. And so can you guys, because it's public. It's it's a public playlist. Even if you don't, you know, subscribe to Spotify, you can still find it. But cool. Good idea. I've been meaning to do that, but it was like, it's January. I can start fresh. Right. Um, and, uh, I have no, I have no deep insight or theology to offer. Um, they're just catchy songs that I'm, that are on my current other private playlists. So if you're looking for some deep meaning in the outro songs, you can, you can do that, but you will come up empty handed. So just in case you're looking for that look elsewhere (laughs) they're just Um, fun they're just fun that's all yeah right yes or or mostly uh brian yeah it's like brian it's like brian sasquatch or um mxpx or yeah the foo fighters or yeah you're gonna get a medley for sure there's gonna be a variety of things happening and you're gonna want to figure it out but no cannot be figured out we cannot there's no there's nothing secret here it's probably what i like 
listened <laughs> to this morning at the gym and that was motivational for my last rep. That's really yeah. the deepest we're going to go. So, right. Anyway. Um, well, I was going to say, so we're doing on 35. Um, I, so while you, during the recording of this episode are 35, that's right. I am not 35. So as usual, if something is said in this episode that you do not like, it is summer's fault. It's all me. I <laughs> it's take the 35 year old's fault. I That's will right. not be 35 for another like <laughs> few months. So for six weeks. Ugh, how many weeks? What is no oh, seven weeks? Eight? No, can't be. I mean, eight. it's like it's like right about because you're the 25th and I'm yeah. the 23rd of March. So it's like right about a two month difference. Is it about eight, seven, eight but, weeks? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, but yeah. So if if I say something that's wrong it's either summer's fault or yes. it's my the two months less of experience being 35 yeah that I have so I am you know <laughs> I am I am her elder and uh thus I take responsibility <laughs> for what my younger friends are doing what no yeah mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. you know it just seems like you are the one who said it no matter who says it <laughs> oh my goodness so I, I should have told you this already off air, but it's too late now. So you all have to hear it. I um, Someone sent me um, a review on Apple Podcasts um, just to tell me what a horrible person I am. And oh, uh, yeah. But one of them, I forgot about reviews. I forgot that you... I, forgot I actually that- saw, I saw that one because I was looking up the artwork our thumbnail for on turning 30 um and it like pulled it just pulled up a bunch of reviews and stuff and yeah I just was like oh I never look at these I'm just curious yeah I forgot about reviews um I guess I forgot that podcasts often ask for we used to in the beginning because we had a producer who was like don't forget to do your good podcast things and ask for ratings and reviews. So, you know, if you guys want to leave us a negative or a positive review, I guess that's a thing that is that people do. But anyway, um, so I forgot reviews were a thing, but the review that I'm referencing, I just want you to know, I didn't spend a lot of time reading them because I have a life, but um, right. One of them just really blessed me because they were like, Joy's okay, but that summer. <laughs> yeah, it really, I, I was blessed by it. Um, It was, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. So anyway, forgot to tell you about that. Um, Summer, horrible, awful, Joy, just okay. okay. She's not, I think, <laughs> I think the words were. And I'm not going to look it up again, but I think the <laughs> words were um, that you're not as bad as me. Not as bad. You are not well, as bad. So it must be my age. You know, I'm just crotchety in my old age, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, if you hate our show, I don't know why you're here. If you love our show, please consider supporting us or joining book club. All of that happens at patreon.com slash theologians. And um should we tell them our next our next read that's going to start oh, in yeah. a couple weeks? Yes, yes. Okay. So I could not have hyped it up more 
last year, but um, Rosaria Butterfield, she had a book that came out last September called Five Lies of Our Anti-Christian Age. And it is a fantastic, wonderful book. It is so great. It is just a must read. And we're going to read it in book club. So if you want to join us and a group of lovely ladies online and read this book together, help you get through it, talk about the chapters, um, please join us. That happens at patreon.com slash theologians. I don't have an exact start date, but it will be within the next couple of weeks. So keep a lookout yeah. for, for that or just sign up and support us now. Um, someone brought tiny water bottles into my house very upsetting pardon i i that's what i said <laughs> um but for our new listeners can you tell them um what's wrong with tiny water bottles tiny it's water bottles are just um they i wish you guys could see her face they they don't make any sense they are just capitalism's worst creation um and they are just enough water to inspire thirst. thirst um but not enough water to actually keep you hydrated and maybe perhaps they are allowing chronically dehydrated people to to believe that they're properly hydrated because they've drank a whole water bottle <laughs> That's right. I'm not, um, I mean, I think, you know, it's 2024. I think we've all, we all know uh, kind of the, the issues with water bottles in general, but I also can understand, I can see uh, the purpose of the plastic water bottle and the, um, it, there are efficient practical uses. But the half water bottle is just nothing. It's like, do you want the same thing, but just less? Do they cost more? I feel like they cost more because there's more packaging. I, it just seems like one of those things where it's like, so there's less, pro you know, those products where there's less product, but it costs more. Yes. Just buy the regular pack of water bottles if you have to. And drink a regular size bottle of water. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of, it's just in, like, it's insulting. It's a little yes. insulting to us as a people that this is being marketed yes. to us. Yes. So, uh, and so what we, we used to say, and we should pick it back up is just every time you see a tiny water bottle, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Um, so yes. we can continue to influence against the evils of big capitalism and big dehydration. Um, we will we will fight those powers. We, we will are, use. Yeah, we're <laughs> highly against dehydration. I'm completely opposed. Yes. So you should see the amount of beverages I'm surrounded by. It's three. Yeah, we just we just don't we don't play. I don't know. There are some of you listening. They're like, I have not drank water in two weeks, and you you need to drink water. Need to drink water. <laughs> you need more you need more water okay um so we're back it's been five years since we've had this discussion and as i already covered uh 
the last time we talked about our age specifically, um, I was a completely different person. I did not write the same notes at all. But I think my initial like years and years ago, you know, when we were talking about, okay, like now we're turning 30, like what are our thoughts on turning 30? It was, it was interesting because when you start to get older, you have a different perspective on time and your own self and your own life in a way that, um, it starts to change. And I, I remember turning 30 and I remember so many women just talking about like, Oh, I, you know, I was so sad. Like when I turned 30 and just kind of this like feeling surrounding the age of like, now your life is over, your youth is gone. And it was just kind of like, I just didn't feel that way. I don't feel that way. I don't have that perspective. I don't relate to the joke of like, you know, the 45 year old woman who's like, ha ha, I'm turning 29 again. Like, I don't, I don't understand that impulse. And, mm-hmm. um, I would even probably go so far to say is there, there's a little, it's, it's unbiblical to have a negative view of aging. Um, yeah. When the Bible specifically teaches that you know, having gray hair is a glory. It's a sign of wisdom. It's a sign that you've been blessed with many years. And um, I, we are still young. We're only right, mostly 35 here. Yeah. Um, yes. And that's and, still young. That's, yes. we have a lot of time left, Lord willing. Yes. Um, if we died right now, they would say we died young. So, mm-hmm. uh. I think just um, for me, one of the big things that I've been able to enjoy over the last five years is really seeing the fruit of um, training your kids when you're still in the little years. So that's really, I think, probably one of the biggest differences in my life. Not only am I five years down the road into home education and things like that, but I'm also... um, you know, I have teens and preteens now as well as a toddler, mm-hmm. but uh, just starting to see the fruit of the seeds grown, um, particularly in my kids, which has just been like such a blessing. Um, and I believed in that blessing when I was doing the training. Like I totally just trusted my friends who are older and and Christian and said, you know, you're going to see the fruit of this. You're going to see the fruit of consistency. You're going to see the fruit of faithfulness and it it's going to come down the road. Mm-hmm. And getting to see it now has just been um, a blessing. We recently started hosting um, what our church calls a reach group, but, you know, maybe your church calls it something else. I don't know. Community group, parish group, whatever. And um, as we were getting ready, I just kind of to host and we're like, you know, putting out snacks and, you know, straightening pillows and, you know, putting a clean towel in the bathroom and, you know, just little things to make sure that we're ready to receive people. Um, What I noticed was I just I had many busy hands helping me in the work Mm -hmm. and they were having a good time doing it. And 
they were happy to do it. They were like, oh, like, what if I put this out or can I put this snack out or just like being creative and um, helpful. And so I guess I just want to encourage you if you have a lot of littles or littles just in general, maybe um, I actually think having one kid sometimes is harder than having five. That's a different discussion. Um, <laughs> that's a whole different <laughs> discussion. But um, I, the the fruit with your consistency will come. That's my encouragement is like, yeah, all those older women who told me that and I just like mm-hmm. blindly trusted them. I'm I'm glad that I did. I also think that that wisdom is in the Bible, by the way. But sometimes you right. need that older mom who's already been through it to tell you before you like completely buy it, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that's just like, yeah, that's just the the passage of time yields something. Like yeah. what does, what is your time going to yield? Right. If you plant nothing in a garden in five years, you're going to have a garden full of nothing. Um, but yeah, it's just, it just, it takes time. It takes, it takes, uh, like you said, trusting in what you planted there's hope for what you planted. You're having faith. Uh, all of these are very good, um, good, good pr- things to practice. And yeah. so, even just by choosing to do hard things, we are setting ourselves up to practice having that faith that I planted this. Here's what I know. Um, right. Even I think it was last year we talked about like the light of nature, like there's an application there, like this is what we know just from looking around us. We know that that um, when we invest our time and we really actually do it, which sometimes only you will know if you really actually did it, um, you'll see the fruit of your labor. And by the time five years is up, it's like wow, I really didn't even, like when you said, when you reminded me that we did the 30 episode, it's like, whoa, okay, wow. That, I I couldn't tell you that that didn't pass rather quickly, at least looking back on it. I'm not saying a time played a trick on me, but five years, again, Lord willing, is coming whether or not you think it's coming or you think about it probably shouldn't think about it every day. I think that's where you get into the, that's where you hit an age where you do start to look at, there are certain, like we're still young, but there are certain components of youth that are not, we don't have anymore. There isn't like, I look, Oh my goodness. Hopefully this is not creepy, but We just have like at church, we just have this gaggle of just beautiful 18, 19, 20 year old girls that are just, they're all so kind, so gentle, love children. And Mm. they're just like beautiful, radiant. I mean, I just see them. They're stylish. And you're just like, there is a potential. There is this potential, like, 
what, what are you going to do? How, like, what are you going to sew? What are you going to like, what in five years will you be like? Um, that doesn't, it's different for them because there are certain life phases that there's, I guess the older you get, the more of those like big defining moments have already kind of defined who you are, but those are good things. Like it's good to know who you are. It's not a bad thing there. And there's just because you like, so even if you want to consider as a woman getting married, it's like, you're getting married and you're like, okay, this is the family. This is my last name. Mm-hmm. My, I'm a wife. Like even that it does, it's not like, I, I don't know. We have, um, I think just because we talked about this kind of at the beginning of the year, but we have this, because we have, um, you discover yourself by experiencing things. It's almost like once you do these big life altering identity altering things then you lose this potential to discover more that's not really how it is um (laughs) that's not how sanctification works no and certainly the only kind of I mean the only just to use the example of marriage the only kind of exploration I think I would be looking to do by not wanting to get married would be what Right. Sleeping around. <laughs> like, right. Um, so, so you just, I don't know. I think just, it is, it is good and healthy to look at the young women in your church, younger women than you. Um, so whatever age that means can be different even, but it is good. It's good and, and lovely to look at the young people around you and just say, they are so full of this potential. Their life is just starting, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're done. Doesn't mean you're dried up, that you have no more potential. I think that, well, and I honestly think, I guess kind of what I have in my notes wasn't exactly this, but a summation is that we, if you feel like you're done, you've probably been done for a while. Mm. You've probably not been sewing much, even when you would have considered yourself Mm. like full of potential. Mm. Like you probably weren't sewing a lot when you were like, if you're looking at a 20 year old going, oh, they just have so much to do and so much excitement ahead of them. It's, it's possible that when you were 20, you were not doing as much sewing that you're looking back and sort of romanticizing your yeah. youth. Um, but I, I don't know a lot of people that go from really disciplined and really faithful in their work and production, and then they just become mindless, tapped out, wrung out. It, that's not a transformation that typically takes place. Usually, if you feel like you don't have much going on and and life's kind of over for you it's possible that you wasted some time yeah um not doing anything or saying you wanted to do things and never doing them um the the great news is it's not too late right it's you're not done until you're done you're not done and yeah. 
in five years, you can read the Bible five times or more. Mm -hmm. And in five years, you can read in general more. In five Mm -hmm. years, you can get stronger. You can lose weight. You can have kids sometimes if if that's if that works if that's um if the lord has that planned for you and so i think that's just i don't know i don't um i think that sometimes yeah i guess just what i'm trying to say is when we look on like true youth like a life just kind of starting an adult just starting out if we have this longing for them, I think the longing has something to do with wanting to go back and maybe do things differently. Mm. And that is not something that we should really, well, there's an appropriate amount of regret to have, which we did an episode on that. I would say this last year, but it's like that could have been three years ago. Yeah, (laughs) That's just anyway. Um, But I think, yeah, I think the extent of our regret really just needs to be, oh, I should, is there something I need to repent for here? And let's do it differently. Sometimes we're feeling a little sorry for ourselves. Like, oh, it's too late. It's too late for me. And it's like, well, if you've been feeling sorry for yourself since you were 20, you never harnessed that. Like, you're just kind of lying to yourself, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. I think, um, too, this was a conversation I was having with a friend who, um, she's closer to my parents' age. So she's taking care, helping take care of her parents. And there is, I think, a level of, um, looking forward in hope that we should do, um, in terms of planning ahead and just thinking about, what can I do today that will affect me 30 years from now and um, set me up for success and make it less of a burden on my kids when I need their help? And, you know, I think um, physically what that means for me is walking and lifting weights because I'm looking forward to if the Lord wills being a grandma who can help with the little ones who is physically capable of being there and being helpful. And, um, I'm so thankful for my mom who has always taken care of her health in such a way that she's always been able to be very helpful with my kids. She's been physically able to be there and she can pick up babies and she can move things. And, um, just thinking about how do I sew things now that are going to impact me in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, because my body is going to break down no matter what I do, I'm going to age. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with aging. Um, But how do I protect myself and set myself up for the future is something that I think, you know, we should take seriously. And um, I think it's important that we remember we are not the author of our own lives. If I get dementia, if, you know, there are all kinds of things that could happen to me physically that are not my choice, but there are things that could happen to me physically that are a result of my choices. 
and those compound over time. And so I think just um, taking that seriously is something that um, we ought to do just to be a blessing um, to our children in the future and, and even to ourselves and our spouses in the future uh, is, is, is serious. It's serious. It's something I'm taking more seriously. It's easier the older you get to envision being older, I think is what I'm starting to realize. Yeah. And, um, not doing that in a fearful way. I'm not afraid of being older. I'm not, it's not fearful. Um, but it's just, uh, hopefully intentional is what I'm trying to say. Well, I think a part of that is as you get older, your parents get older, you have your aunts get older. You're like, depending on how close your family is too, you are potentially surrounded by people that used to be your age now, (laughs) and now they're not. Um, and so, yeah, I do think, um, just some, like the preparation looks different in all kinds of ways. I think now a common sort of cultural preparation that that parents make is like, well, I don't want my kids to have to take care of me at all. Mm. And it's like, "Mm, I, we don't, we don't agree with that here, but there are things like, Hey, I should make life choices that will allow me to take care of my parents. Mm. Should they need it? Like you're saying, like we have no, you know, it's, it's good to prepare for your life. It's good to be, to not want to, um, to not intentionally do things that, well, to just be like, whatever, I do whatever I want and worry about it later. That's not anything you're going to, you're not going to see that in church history. (laughs) It's just, you're not going to see that. (laughs) Not from the faithful side anyway. Um, So yeah, I think, I do think preparation is a, that's an important one for sure. And yeah, I just kind of, well, I guess that leads into something I was just thinking about you just you just sort of naturally start thinking of things the older you get and then your parents are getting older there's just certain things or you've just seen more time pass like you've seen more times you've been like oh that was five years ago that episode was five years ago like you just there's this experience um that forces you to think of certain things, consider certain things, but, um, I, I was just thinking, writing my notes for this episode about, uh, learning lessons before you get Mm -hmm. there. Um, and so I guess just as a, like an encouragement or a piece of advice to people who are younger than me, or really to anyone who's younger than anyone (laughs) is that (laughs) you can, um, wisdom loves instruction. Now, Hmm. not just any kind of old instruction, uh, just because someone does the wrong thing longer does not mean it's right suddenly, but wisdom loves instruction. A fool hates instruction. And so, um, you know, if we want to talk about youth, genuine youth, 14 to, I don't know, what's considered a youth. I'm still young, but I just mean like learning, high learning phase, like right. where you 
are really being discipled, you're not in much of a position to, um, you know, be giving a ton of, you're really just learning. You're having lots of new experiences and soaking it all in um, is to just take the advice of your godly mom, the advice and instruction of your godly grandma, your godly pastor's wife, um, and ask, have someone that you can ask questions of, Mm -hmm. um, because that is a really good way to not look back with regret and then have to repent and then start now. Um, That's really the best, like the best the best thing for you to do is to repent and start doing the thing you knew you were supposed to do. The better, the bestest (laughs) is that you, you did, you did it, you repented and started doing it 10 years ago. Right. Right. Um, And so, but when, but 10 years ago, you weren't in a position where these, these thoughts and considerations were coming up for you naturally. And so that means that uh, surprise, Again, the Bible was correct in saying that older women, which again, just means older than some another person. Um, it's not referring to just a certain age segment, though I do think that applies as well. Yes. Um, but there's just, if you, if you want to avoid sin, if you want to avoid being a fool, and if you love wisdom, you should seek out the counsel of wise women um, and you will use up your life for the Lord just beautifully. And yeah. you still can today. If you, if you looked every godly woman in the face and spat, you can still in your youth, you can still stop doing that today. Right. Um, And I think a part of a consequence of that is that you're going to have to work through, well, I wish I had done that 10 years ago. And it's like, well, you didn't, you repented though. If you've asked forgiveness, then we're not dwelling back there. Right now we're focusing on the next 10 years. Right. Um, But what I'm saying is you don't have to wait until you have a perspective on time to really consider. If you hear someone saying these, this annoying thing about how time flies so fast and how you can accomplish so much in one year and you're just not totally getting it. Just listen. You should just listen. (laughs) That's my, that's my advice is you should just listen, even if it doesn't, as long as the source is good, of course. But, um, I, I definitely, um, if I could speak to my younger self, again, this is not coming from a place of regret necessarily. This is just brute objective truth. If I could speak to my younger self, I would, um, I, well, I'd have, I've had some wise words for her (laughs) and I, I'd I'd be like, listen, just do what I say. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But I mean, it's a part of learning too. I just want to be, I just want to be super clear that, that, um, that you can, you can do a lot in five years. You can grow a lot in five years. You can read a lot in five years. Don't waste your time because there will come a time 
if you if you don't feel like you're if you don't ever feel like you're wasting your time even though all you do is watch movies and scroll tiktok and never read a thing and never eat a nutritious thing there will come a time where you'll think why did i spend all that time sewing garbage right. why did i do that right um but you don't have to you can be young and you can still love instruction that's yes. it doesn't say like a young person a young person hates instruction it says a fool <laughs> hates right. instruction <laughs> right Right. So. There's something particularly unbecoming about an older person who is still a fool. Yeah. Yep. It means they've never learned. They've never right. learned. Mm-hmm. And they've had the opportunity to. Right. Definitely. Okay. Well, how I about... have one more thing. Yeah. I have one more thing. Yeah. Sorry. Um, this is kind of what we were, we started talking about this a little bit before, um, episode we started recording but so i guess it mainly just pertains to boldness Mm. um but i think it's something that i'm really being sharpened in Mm -hmm. um is just believing that people know what they're doing when there's when they sin um there is now I'm not going to lie to you. There's a fine line because another good thing that we always need to be practicing is assuming the best mm-hmm. and, um, and not, not uh, assuming things based off of what we think or what we perceived or what our experience was. Um, we w- don't want to make ungracious assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone so well so there you go it's a good practice in determining is this just my perception or is this just truth if someone just lies to you that's not your perception and it's not ungracious to say that person is a liar because they lied to me and I know they did (laughs) um yeah and so I think that that I think that's a very um it's a strengthening exercise for yourself Cause you need to determine how, you know, what, you know, mm-hmm. and you would need to determine if you're being ungracious, you'll have to be doing that inventory. Um, but also I think we just need to, so what the, so many people call themselves Christians now. And I'm, you know what? Like you guys, I live in the South now. Everyone's a Christian here. Everyone's a Christian. Every yes. single person, every oh. person I met, even people at the, the pride events yeah wearing no clothes and celebrating sin yeah right mm-hmm. um so i think we need to practice not being fearful and just being matter of fact if someone is being honest with us and saying i'm a sinner then we should just be allowed to say that's wrong back and be honest And understand like, so there's, this is a, there is a spectrum of ways this could go down. You're talking about a spectrum of, is the person a believer or not a believer? Are they a close friend or a total stranger? Are, is the thing you're, you're calling them out on an enormous life-changing thing, or is it just a little thing that they do sometimes? Right. Um, This is a whole, but what I'm saying is that Or even, you know what, even if we just disagree, if it's not 
a sin. It's not necessarily a sin issue or even like a salvation issue. We should just be okay with having differing opinions. We should just not, everyone is a Christian nowadays. So how are we to tell who the real Christians are by what they do, not by what they say. Right. And so that means that we, right. And so that means that there are going to be situations where we need to just be honest. We need to be willing. I was thinking about this a lot because we had a very awkward encounter with a grocery store cashier who just had a horrible attitude. He is an older, obviously gay man. Um, And he was just complaining about customers, complaining about old customers. He was like, it's all the old people. And so we're just like kind of shocked. My husband and I both are just kind of shocked and like, just, you know, we, we like deflected a little bit. We of course did not agree with him, but it was just like, okay. So we're driving home and we're like, we need to have, we need to think about something. We, when you encounter issues like this, the best thing you can do is think of how you should respond, prepare yourself for the next time. That's a huge, just preparation. Like, okay. So the next time someone says, you know what the problem with every, with this culture is it's all the old people. It's like, so here's my options. I could say, well, that's very communist of you. Um, (laughs) That's horrible. Um, And you could, so there is, again, there's like a spectrum of things that I could ways that I could respond here. There's also a response because I was thinking, I'm like, is there something we could say that sort of disarms him? That's slightly, that's like gentle and almost doesn't allow him to fully, right. Like, and that kind of takes him, it's not offensive and like, it's not um, like a punch to the face confrontational, but it's like, oh, you should think about what you're saying and maybe just, but it's also not so gentle that it, it, it stops the person. And so, and these are just, these are the kinds of things we, these are just the kinds of conversations we need to have because we've all had it. We've all had, we've all left an interaction where we're like, what should I have said? Like what? My friend was sitting there gossiping about her family the whole time we were hanging out. Right. And what was I like? I felt uncomfortable and I'm trying to figure out something to say, but I don't know what to say. Right. Those are big moments. That's a huge moment. Yeah, that is a huge moment. Um, and especially if it's your friend, like that moment doesn't have to be over. But right. I'm gonna prepare myself if I'm ever in that guy's line again. And I don't know right. what he's gonna say to me next time. And right. maybe I'll have to prepare another thing next time. But all I'm saying is that we need to, we really need to be prepared to live differently. Yeah, and that means we need to accept some awkwardness Mm -hmm. that also means, and by awkwardness, I mean, sometimes people are going to get upset at what we have to say. Sometimes what we have to say is going to fall flat a little bit. Sometimes we may even get drawn into anger and have to repent to the person that we were originally Mm -hmm. trying to confront lovingly. But these are the ways that we grow. The ways we stay stagnant are when we stay silent and mm-hmm. we never say anything and we never have opinions and everyone's opinion has equal standing at the table. And, and this is just, um, I, 
I just don't think you can really, you sh of course should always have tact. You should, that's like winsome is the favorite word, right? Right. The, and you have, if you have time to prepare, like you can think of something, you can think of something that, that isn't always just a punch to the gut though. Sometimes uh, maybe prepare a, maybe prepare a punch to the gut response too. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know. I just, I think we ought to prepare ourselves a little bit more. Some of us need very little coaching in this. I'm talking to one of those people <laughs> right now, <laughs> but some of us, some of us do, some of us do are going to have to intentionally say to ourselves, don't be afraid. Yeah. Just say what's true. Yeah. Just say what's true. Don't worry about like if you're in an awkward Bible study and mm -hmm. something is said, be gentle, be kind, say yeah. it in a spirit of love Yeah, and just say what's true. And, and just understand that whatever comes from that, right. It's going to be okay. Right. It's going to be okay. The yeah. truth is the truth uh, sometimes divides. I think often that's why we don't say anything, mm -hmm. but I also think God is good. And many, especially if we're talking about being in a church situation, many times that little bump that the confrontation caused Mm -hmm. ends in reconciliation so we play this game where we think if I say what's true the very worst possible thing is going to happen that's not true that's living with an assumption right. and so I, I think we just need to be we just need to be willing to say what's true we can it's important to make a distinction between sin and opinion um and uh but I, I think it's good to be able to say both it's right. good to, I think as women, the tiptoeing around the, if I say this, what are they going to think of me? If I say this, what are they going to think of me? Or I said this, they obviously think this of me now. Um, I think we should just all be, we all need to practice not in a, like, not even in a masculine way. I think there is a way that women can do this. Yeah. Um, I don't think men have a problem, have this problem. <laughs> I think often men regret saying too much. <laughs> I just, but, um, <laughs> when I'm in that situation, I just, um, I just disagree with them. Um, right. If someone says, and is like, it okay? If someone says like, oh, it's all the old people. I say, oh man, I love old people. Old right. people. I love them they're they're yeah. so I love them or I'll just be like you know we're gonna be old one day too like yeah I just I just disagree with them with something like positive like nope um if somebody complains about babies or toddlers I'm like ah I love toddlers I love babies they're great we were all babies once like, that's usually what I right. yeah go with or just like, but yeah but with that comes this like like, that's okay. That's good. You didn't say anything untrue. Nothing you said should be offensive. Yeah. It's like, I don't, but I, I do. I just think that maybe some of us, if any of you guys are like me, just, uh, or I don't know, we just kind of how I originally said it was that like people know they're in sin. Mm -hmm. People know they're, people know there's a God the God, 
Mm-hmm. People know they're not right. They feel the. I mean, look around you. The anguish is clear. Mm. It's there. Yeah. It's anguishing. It is like. Yeah. I mean, all creation is groaning. Right. Yes. And so let's not think we're being gentle and kind and sympathetic mm. by not, not not treating people like what they are, which is sinners. And so if you see someone sinning, don't mm. like do a mental gymnastics trick to release yourself mm. from having to say what's true. Mm. If nec- I'm not saying that every, sometimes you keep your mouth shut and you go that, you know, that's an, that, yeah, is, that is saying, a faithful option too. Sometimes, yes, right, yes, but but he, and that's I just think we're abusing that. I don't think we're practicing it, and so we're just like, oh, being quiet is a faithful option sometimes. And it's like, well, every time though, every time, <laughs> it's like not every not, time, every not time, every time, um, no, and yeah, because I yeah, anyway, uh, no, I appreciate yeah. that boldness, um. And not to be confused with just being ornery is a good thing yeah. to practice. And I think that even the world, I hear them say all the time, when sh- when someone shows you who they are, you should believe them. Right. And I do think they are probably just completely misapplying that sentiment. But right. Nonetheless, yes, when... If someone habitually lies to you, you can go ahead and and live in light of the truth, which is that they're a liar. Right. Um, and, and you don't have person, to pretend otherwise. Right. And if that person ever says to you, like, why do you think I'm a liar? The, the Just lying. feel free to say it's because all you've ever done is lie to me. The lying, probably. That's why I think that it's probably the lying that did it. <laughs> it was the lying. So, yeah, <laughs> for sure. The lying. The lying. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, I look forward to um, looking at my notes in five years and being like, what did I write for 35? Right. I mean, what did I say <laughs> about turning 35? I don't even, what's it like to be 35? I don't well, remember. Where will we be? Who was we that girl? Be just, Who was that 35 year old? So different. We I don't even so... know. Yeah. I was telling you guys the other day, like, who was I seven years ago? I don't, I don't relate to her. The Lord has just changed. Right. So much. Well, and that's, that's why it's not bad because the, the person, the, I'm not the one that did the changing and the develop, the self help and the development, the personal development. It wasn't me. And so I see the work that God has done and I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, surely in another five years i'll just be five times more grateful at least (laughs) i hope (laughs) (laughs) all right guys you can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475 don't forget to support the show or just join book club for funsies at patreon.com slash theologians and we will see you all next week yeah